Hey guys, it's Dana DiLorenzo, Kelly from Ash vs. Evil Dead. You're listening to Midwest Monsters. What a cool name. Professor Wagstaff. Hi, Toddy. Venom has been a... Good to be with you again, our friends. And we are taking on a daunting conversation this evening. Uh, you know, there have been times where we've just picked topics and just wanted to talk about it and how it related to the horror world. And tonight is one of those nights we want to talk about uh, a sensitive issue about what is horror? What is horror? How do you define what is horror? A horror movie. Um, it's hard to do. I had this conversation with my wife uh, a night or two ago. We were looking at the movie shelf in preparation for this episode. And we were looking at things and we were like, what about this? What about that? We're going to start doing that here in just a second with us co-hosts. But the whole reason this conversation began is because of a little film made by Jordan Peele called Get Out. And it's caused quite controversy in the... Uh, the horror community as mm -hmm. uh, many of us have embraced it. Several folks have poo pooed it. Um, lots of people saying, eh, it's not horror. It's a thriller. Da, 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 da. And then once it got Oscar attention, it got even worse. The conversation well, before still. Oscar, it was nominated for golden globe for best comedy because there was no horror yeah. category. And the same with the Oscar. There is no horror yeah. category, um, but it was up for best picture, best, director or things like that um so that's where this conversation began so we will certainly talk about get out um and other things so when i when i think about what is horror i think horror can be um very specific to person you know what i mean like i think it can really depend on who you are and what you find scary um yeah take it from there somebody Somebody else talk to me. That's not, I, I think that's something that I will argue is because everybody's scared of something different from another. So, and, and the gist, uh, I think a horror movie is like the stories around a, a campfire, but you know, just cause it doesn't scare one person doesn't make that, that movie is not a horror film now. Um, so like, uh, something that, that, that I don't like is, uh, definite horror films and then if they 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 cross the hundred million dollar mark or they're heavily nominated for awards they are no longer horror movies even though like i don't, I don't know like jaws like jaws is considered an action adventure um i mean i guess if the shark wasn't in the movie i could see that but it's about a killer shark and it's a b horror movie that just did a shit ton of money and became the first summer blockbuster um 
Silence of the Lambs is a horror that's a, movie. That's a very good point. I had that on my list, The Silence of the Lambs. But, you know, it, it, it got heavily nominated, done a lot of money, and then now it's a drama. Um, I think a lot of films turn into that way. So, like, like even Psycho. <laughs> Psycho is uh, considered a drama. But uh, it's, it's a horror film. It's based off of a real-life serial killer. And, like, I don't know. I feel like uh, I, my mom hates horror films, and there are a few of those I've named that I can get her to watch, but there are a lot of films that people don't consider horror. If you're not a horror fan, they're typically not going to watch these movies. Yeah. So, like, Get Out, Get Out, to me, is a horror film. I agree. I absolutely think that it is. Opening thoughts. I think that there are a lot of moving parts uh, that deal with subjective topics. It's like a Venn diagram that has, like, you know, 13 different things that cross over around it. You know, it's just, and it, and within each one of those, there's opinions. There's not a clear cut set of rules or facts to define that. And so I think, you know, with what you're saying, it's very subjective to me. I mean, and just personally, I think for starters, the difference between like horror, a horror movie and a thriller movie is a horror movie we run at the monster. In a thriller, we're drawn into it. And it's about the chase and, and the suspense of that chase. And the horror movie, the aim is to frighten you with the unknown and running at it. And so, I, and those are just a couple of things. Even that doesn't break it down definitively. Right. That's just a slice of it. And, and then really, it just depends on what you leave the viewer with when we're said and done. If let's just take an example, if you did Halloween, if you if you did the movie Halloween, the original, and you made the end result of that be a plot to get in on Strode Realty, that would not be a horror movie. Yeah. If the whole point of that was to somehow take down value because there's some kind of money with a partner in the real estate firm, and that's what we reveal at the end, that is no longer the horror movie that we had before, but because we leave it so open-ended unexplained, we treat him almost like a symbolism of death creeping at you. And no matter how fast or what you do, he's going to get you. And we leave those things open-ended. But if there is a true explanation and something grounded in reality, the suspense was still there, but it suddenly flips all that. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. kind of the presentation and, and what we kind of land on. And so, I think that that's important to remember when we take a look at a movie and like you mentioned silence of the lambs, we are watching a man almost have an orgasm swinging a billy club into a cop with blood spraying up on him. Why, why we've got opera music playing. We've got another killer who is skinning human beings. It is creepy. That's a horror movie. That is not a straightforward, just trying to catch a killer movie. We go to all kinds of dark places we get gratuitous with with very upsetting, upsetting topic matter and visuals. And so, like, but it's, again, any one of you at this table could make an argument for Silence of the Lambs being a strictly a thriller. I don't have a problem with that. I understand it. And so the only thing I get annoyed with is when people, and I think this is kind of the reason we're doing this episode, is when people are so free with that. That's not horror. Because, why? And nine times out of ten, it's just a movie they didn't like. 
Yeah. yeah. Because we didn't have like a throwback to 80s synth or 70s grindhouse uh, or banjo plucking. Cult. Yeah. Because like we didn't check these boxes because there w- it wasn't rapey enough or because it wasn't uh, absolutely, you know, extreme with the gore. It's like, that's very frustrating. One of the first podcasts I listened to years ago, there was a guy on there. He went by the name Machete Bill. I think I'd mentioned him on here before. Every other movie to him wasn't a horror movie. And I don't know if he was doing it just to get, you know, listeners engaged because they were furious with him. But I was just like, come on. Like, you can't just dismiss some of these movies as not horror movies. And so Get Out was the most recent one. It's like, man, you're dealing with brain transplants. And and the treatment of minorities and robbing someone basically of their youth. It's a horror movie. Like everything about it is a horror movie. We leading up to that. It's unexplained and chilling. Uh-huh. Like to, I don't understand how that's not a horror. And movie like people. most good horror, it's social commentary veiled in a, a fantasy story. Right. But because we didn't have four teenagers doing blow and taking their shirts off, and we didn't have, you know, three beheadings. And a mask killer. And it's just, yeah. and it's just really unfair. Mm-hmm. And the fans don't help the cause with what you're talking about. With, you know, not giving it its due. When studios, when the success hits. Oh, it's not a horror movie. Well, on the flip side, there's a percentage of fans who don't help it either. Right. But just for different reasons. Coming, like pulling away in a different direction. It's like... That's a horror movie. Like, just let it be what it is. So, th- those are just my overall thoughts on it. Sure. Venomous one. Uh, I think it... I'm glad we're touching on this. I think there's a, there's a lot of movies, and I, we're going to bring them up, uh, that I don't think, even in my mind, don't fit the mold of what you think of as horror movie, but they're associated with that genre. Yeah. Um, if I can throw one out, if you guys are willing, to, uh, the Hunchback of Notre, Notre Dame. Disney? That that movie is uh, is that subject even. There's a you know there's a Charles Lawton version uh, that's a talkie, and then you've got your Lon Chaney. Those are closely associated as horror movies. Mm-hmm. Those aren't really. It's not really a horror. You've got a, a, a monster looking individual, right? But other than that. It's not really a horror movie. It's not really a horror story. Um, the presentation isn't horror driven. Yeah, and I think I think that's a prime example of something that's that I think that uh, I think that if one of us picked it for this show, I don't think anybody'd say that's not horror. If yeah. we picked it, just relative to when. But they really, came out. if you look at it, it's really not. Yeah, and I, I think that's going to be the case with a lot of things that we bring up that we sometimes accept, but really, when you get down to it. They're probably less horror than something like Get Out is that's getting all this this controversy. So I, I I think I think you know you're touching on Hunchback though, and then Get Out now, it's it's you know society has changed, and like you know, uh, like we said in a previous podcast, you know a lot of early films, it's not so much that they're horror, like they were really just, uh, like maybe a disfigured person or, um. You know, they they weren't really monsters, but you know, for the time period, it shocked the audiences and they were disturbed. Right. And uh, hopefully, years from now, get out. People will look at it and be like, "Were people like that?" Um, but currently in our society, especially with what's going on in, in politics, I mean, 
me personally, all you got to do is tweak a couple characters. And I'm like, that's Mike Pence running the state with me. I'm like, you know, with gay conversion therapy, I'm like, it's, it's terrifying to think about what some people in power can do. Um, so I think some of it too, you got to consider what, you know, what was happening in society when these films came out as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've had some opening arguments here. Uh, let's just throw out some films and uh, get other people's take on them and, uh, and talk a little bit about whether you think it's horror or not, whether it should be included, and uh, how you could argue the case both ways. Uh, I mean, we've all touched on Get Out here. I think we all at this table agree that Get Out is a horror movie. Um, based on all the themes. And I think presented. it's good for the genre. Absolutely. Absolutely good for the genre. Uh, brilliantly made. A lot of fun. Um, do I think it's the greatest movie of all time? No. Do no. I think it's the greatest horror movie of the decade? No. But I loved it. Had a blast with it. So, and I think that, I think what happens too is we are in an era of sensationalism. So when something good comes out, people don't say, that's a good movie, you should see it. They say, that's the best horror movie of the last five years. Or we're also in also very jaded and it's, and it's a lot of times hip to be contrary. Yes, that too. So on the flip side of that is it's, it's, it's cool to be the, the dissenting voice. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a look at both sides of it. One, uh, here's another hot topic. We'll just get straight into this. The walking dead. Horror TV show. How are you? This, uh, you yes, know, whether you like the show or not, if you love horror, how can you not say that that's not horror? Like, if if Walking Dead's not horror, then what the hell is your definition of horror? Here's here's this what is my line in the sand, and we could talk about how good Walking Dead has been lately or not. That's not the point. If Walking Dead is not horror, then neither is George Romero's Day of the Dead. I was about to say the same thing. It's they're they're mirror images of each other. It's it's human drama with zombies in the background. Yeah, with mm-hmm. hell surrounding you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think and, and and you you touched on it just a few seconds ago. I think Walking Dead. No, Walking Dead, I mean I'm sh- I know it's slipped and then comes back, but it's still like a number one show on television. And like you said earlier, I think people love to hate on something popular. And I will say there are um with anything hugely popular there is a trend of people that come in that maybe didn't like horror to begin with, which I welcome those people. Um, the only thing that I don't like is when someone comes in and they want to crap on everything that I love because they're watching walking dead and they have no idea who Ramiro is or, you know, if, if they're they're maybe this is their first, um, their first into horror. And then they're like, Oh, you know, like I've heard that, you know, these are based off night living dead. And so now they're start watching those films and, and they have an open mind. My only hangup is if they come in and they want to they want to crap on the things that came before it. Yeah. But just because it's a popular show does not mean that it's not horror now. Right. Oh yeah. And I, I think that especially with TV, it's a little different because it's it's long form, and so you can't scare people for forty two minutes a right. week. Right. And so there has to. A, you know, to a certain degree, be an allowance of, of story and character building. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you could take a look at it and go, well, American Horror Story wants to get grosser. It wants to scare me. I was almost going to make the same point is that the if you in it, I think that's why American Horror Story doesn't do as well, because right. it's just trying to be shocking and graphic hit after hit. And eventually you're just like, 
you're not even telling a story anymore. Right. You're wrong. I've enjoyed some seasons. And so with those, I, I think it's important to remember that just because you disperse differently doesn't mean that the one that does it less isn't horror television. The Walking Dead still has heads being blown open on zombies that you have to look at as this is the world now. And you still have to lose characters frequently yeah. that you care about due to this. It is hell. Yeah. And, it, you know, the, the same argument can be made. I could come in on the flip side and be like, is Night of the Comet horror? Because yeah. I, I hardly see anything in there that is horror-driven. Right. That's a, but it's a horror movie to me. Yeah. It's a fun one. It doesn't set <laughs> out to like, scare Get you. Get over here. Right. So it's <laughs> yeah. like you have a minimal amount of actually seeing the effects besides you know, kind of just empty LA. Yep. Um, and it's more about the girls yep. and that's fine, but it, you know, the elements are there. And I think that people get too caught up in having this very militant checklist of things that needs to be, you know, ticked off for them, for them to call it horror. And I think that that's where the arguments kind of come in and it's silly yeah. because like you don't have to have all of those things for it to be horror. Twilight zone is very frequently, regarded into the into the horror yep. realm of fandom and half that show was nostalgia i was going to bring up that in the outer limits and that's fine but you know there has to be a certain allowance for storytelling it can't always be you know jump scares mm-hmm. and the deepest darkest horrible things because they don't mean anything if it's constant and so i think it's particularly interesting in the argument with horror television because you have to pace that out even more. And so to me, if somebody wants to view Walking Dead as drama first, horror second, okay. But it's still part of of the horror right. you know, pantheon, especially for successful television of all time. So would you apply that same argument slash logic to the Underworld movies? I don't have a well-rounded opinion on the underworld movies. So, so I, I, I know think, you don't care for. Them. I, I think I, I think horror and, and horror is a enough. horror is a, that one genre that like it blends in with a lot of different genre films. And so to me, underworld and like Resident Evil are kind of more sci-fi, but they definitely here here's they're a, more action. But movies. let's let's say you only love right. sci-fi like Star Trek, and you absolutely hate Freddy and Jason. You're probably not going to want to watch Resident Evil, or you're probably not going to watch Alien, or or Underworld. And that's another one that's an argument. Alien to me, Alien which, sometimes gets brought into. That. Yeah, I mean, Alien and Aliens; those are two of the scariest movies, in my opinion, of all time. See, um, and that's fun. And I know we keep going down the rabbit hole, but to me, Alien is a horror sci-fi. Aliens is a sci-fi horror. Like the way agree. the order in which and you and, put... and there 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 are many movies that thin line, just like if there's humor in films. People discredit it as because because to me honestly um they're called horror films they're not called scary films so if I'm not jumping the whole movie it doesn't make it not a horror film I've heard people trash The Exorcist because it's more dramatic than you know like there's you know like you said there has to be a jump scare for me honestly to make a movie more developed and me to care about it. I need character development. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually just came across the comment last night in the uh, Shockwaves movie group where a guy was talking about how boring 
the exorcist was and he didn't understand the hype and that leads me to something with you know it's what you mentioned with the contrarian the hipster cool thing there's a certain element here with that because at the core of it you have to be willing to give yourself over to a movie now you could not be a huge fan of the exorcist you could you could not think that it's the scariest movie ever made but to watch the exorcist and say it is boring and not a horror movie means you are not willing to let yourself be entertained you're not willing to give yourself over to the film the ideas being discussed in that film as well as the absolutely extreme visual representation of it doesn't leave anything to be bored with so to me that is you wanting to have a just a different opinion you know i'm I'm not saying you can't think that it's slow in part you don't have to like it yeah you know and that slow stuff we call character development yeah. back in the old days. <laughs> yeah. Again, though, if if you only if you only loved a drama film and you hated horror, you're not going to watch The Exorcist. No. There's no way. Yeah. And this is great because a, a conversation I was having with some friends at the bar a couple years ago uh, around Babadook, and I mean, I love the Babadook. I have a Babadook yes. tattoo. Um, the film means so much to me on so many levels. Uh, but you know when you kind of find out the deeper meaning some people are like oh well is that even a horror movie you know at that point why and why i don't what's scarier than grief and depression well <laughs> you know and the, but but no the the conversation that came up though uh she says well i thought it was a scary movie until the end i was like and she was like oh that's all you have to do to defeat it i'm like and so i said what well, at this point what would scare you in a film she does this this friend of mine she, she you know wants to be big badass sort of thing and it's like well what what at this point in a film would scare you because if your intention of a film is to go in thinking do i personally have the capability to defeat the antagonist on screen if that's all you're watching for then you're not giving yourself to the movie as you said with the exorcist right. You're just looking for, well, could I make it? You're walking this? in with your arms folded across your well, chest. Yeah, it's yeah. like a variation Impressed of me. saying, well, I survived it. I, I don't. Yeah, I, it's a movie. I don't think being scared you either know. is what makes a horror film. There are many movies that did not scare me that they're, they're just because it, yeah, it didn't scare me uh, doesn't make it not a horror film. And and just like uh, there there are, because um, I, I, think, I think thrillers are definitely. Uh, thrillers are definitely a thin line of, of, of there's a few thrillers that scared the living shit out of me that I wouldn't quite call a horror. So like hand that rocks the cradle. I don't know that I would call that a horror film, but man, did it make me jump when I saw it in theaters? Hell yeah, it did. D- did the Rebecca de Mornay scare the shit out of me? Oh yeah, she did. Um, oh yeah. But I don't know that I would say it's a horror film. Um, so s- being scared. I mean, that's, that's the fun part of a movie and, if a movie doesn't scare you, though, that's not what made it a horror film. It's, it's the elements of it. It's, you know, just like everyone is scared of something different. So, that's like a, like the King Kong or Godzilla. Those are often lumped in with horror. Uh, are they really horror? I think monster movies are lumped in as horror, but are they horror? I think, you know, again, time and place, when King Kong probably originally came out, I could imagine audiences were probably like, holy crap. Um, where now it's like, uh, like the, the Peter Jackson version was like a, like a, like kind of like Beauty and the Beast, where it was mm-hmm. a love story. Yeah. Um, 
is it any less like I mean, I, you know, I could see why audiences like would be terrified of some of these movies that came out in the 30s. But now we have a different society. That kind some of stuff. Some of the stuff that I watch, I don't watch for the scare. I watch more for the makeup or the effect. You know what I mean? Like sometimes that's my interest. Right. In a movie that may well, may not necessarily be built to scare me, but there are monsters in it. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. and that's okay. I mean, Costello yeah. meet Frankenstein. Right. It's one of the greatest horror comedies ever made. Mm-hmm. There's still a horror in there. Yeah. You know, I mean, you still have the Wolfman and Frankenstein. They never once actually try and scare you in mm-hmm. that. But that's still part of our world. And with something like like Godzilla, I think that it's also important to remember a putting yourself into the situation. If you saw that stomping through your city, mm-hmm. there's nothing scarier. And be a reflection of where is this coming from? What You're are we right. tapping into? And the original uh, kind of indictments of, of the bombs the in Japan. Era. And the of course, all that era. was very glossed over for the Americanized version Certainly. of this release. But I think that looking at where it comes from and its purpose of entertainment, that's horror. Now, it, you don't go into that, especially now, or really even then for that matter, to actually be scared by it. Mm-hmm. But it's still part of the horror. Right. Um, I would never, like if somebody's talking horror movies, that may come up. If somebody's saying, what's scary movies? I'm not going to mention that. Right. And so I think that that's, that's where those gray areas hit because that's still part of that. And that great documentary, um, nightmares in red, white, and blue, where they kind of go through section by section of what caused it. And I think everything is relative to time and, and understanding what you're watching. So, like we covered Island of Souls recently. We could be hard on that if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but that makes no sense because you have to understand the point of the film. You, To me, films are based on executing what they set out to accomplish. And part of that equation is when was it made? What resources did they have? What was permitted, etc. So based on those standards, that is an excellent horror movie. But inevitably, you will have a 24-year-old watch this or what you know somebody who hasn't dug into some of those and go what's all the hype about mm-hmm. well yeah dude it's you know almost a century later yeah and so that's that's one of the frustrations that come with this topic is not not really being fair to where something is coming from and so if you're going to do that just watch whatever you know comes out on VOD that week right don't even bother going back and watching older movies because everything is relative. Yeah. And so, but yeah, with like Godzilla, I think that it's important to put yourself as a viewer in the reality of the story. If that were in front of you, that's horror. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. As opposed to just like a big scale, you know, action, uh, destructive adventure. Well, right? and that's what I was going to say too. I mean, Godzilla and King Kong. I mean, at the end of the day, if you live in a major city and there's a giant, creature destroying said city and they can't figure out how to stop it yeah sorry bud but what's gonna be scarier on the agenda that day right (laughs) you know what i mean i mean um yeah so uh, yeah at the same time when i go out and say they're scary movies no but is the concept pretty frightening absolutely certainly absolutely um here's a fun one little film I think David Fincher did it. Seven. I've got that written down. Is that Fincher? Yeah. Yeah. That is Seven. A good one. Horror movie? Um, 
Ooh, hot toddy's making faces. Well, well, my first, my first thought, and I always mention this, is uh, I feel like Seven gets all the shining attention, but the same year, Copycat, which is that is a good movie, definitely to me. Uh, because because Seven uh, is, I mean, I guess there are films that are are more uh, on the drama side, but to me, any movie that deals with a serial killer, to me, is almost kind of thrown into the the world of horror. I mean, it depends on what it is. Like Summer Sam is a great example where it's it's more of a drama, but um, you've got a killer again. Like like you know, I know I know it was a, a big movie, but again, I know a lot of people that just absolutely will refuse to watch Seven. Um, will they watch uh, Law and Order? Yeah. Or are they going to watch Seven? No, they're not. Uh, they don't like horror movies. Well, well, they don't like horror movies, and it's uh, Seven is definitely it's it's heavy. Um, I don't really remember it being as gory as much as implied, which I think a lot of people, because uh, th- that's another argument too in itself is gore. Gore does not equal horror movie. No, Texas it's, Chainsaw. And you know, and, and no blood. I, well, you know, but it's implied. You know what? When when I haven't watched that movie in a while, I always think about how gory it is. And when I rewatch it, I'm like, this is m- my imagination. It's implied. Yeah. Uh, so I think Seven's the same way. I don't remember it being really visually gory, but I think of it as gory because of a lot of the situations in the film. I mean, um, you got a killer killing people based on the seven deadly sins. I would say horror. Yeah. I mean, for and, me, <clears throat> well, go ahead. Oh, it just, I mean, it's just, it's full of fucked up stuff, man. I mean, between the, the sin of lust and they're, they've got a strap on knife that he makes them have sex with people with. And the guy that he starves to death, you know, that's still alive. And then, uh, and then he, he chops off, Brad Pitt's wife's head and puts it in a box. When, I mean, when, when I worked the video store, that's in the box. I, I'm not going to put that in the drama section. It goes in the horror section. Yeah, this would be my number one, like to to get in right into the door in horror. Yep. This is the one I struggle with the most when I was sitting and think about it. I have no problem with classifying it as a horror film. In my mind, I always think of it as just an extreme thriller, um, of the darkest degree. But I feel like the filmmakers never set out in a fan, like in a in a horror way. I don't know. I mean, the, the elements are there, so I certainly have no disagreement with with classifying it as that. But that's actually the one I struggle with the most when I was sitting around jotting down movies and thinking about like yeah. like make an argument for it on either way. And with that one, it just to me that's pushing a thriller as dark and as far as it can go. Yeah. So I I it's right there. And that's the thing, like. If we still had video stores, is there a thriller section? Nope. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's so many things that are like, I think, right on that cusp. Like, that we sci fi's there too. Sci fi has a section, horror has a section. Sometimes it's suspense thrillers. But I, but I, I think that the thrillers, I think you, you run that borderline with horror that you do with Mm sci-fi a lot of times with thrillers and sci-fi they're right there on the cusp because to me a good uh sci-fi one that to me i would uh and it's it's weird because the see as some of the some of these movies go too as they branch out like underworld you mentioned Mm -hmm. but to me blade is a horror film but as it goes on like by the time they get to part three it is kind of it's more of an action yeah it's still a good movie no i mean either way it's a great film but like if if you uh if, if someone came in and was like I love comic book movies I absolutely refuse to watch horror I think they're gonna hate Blade yeah uh, they're probably gonna hate Spawn I mean oh yeah oh I hate Spawn <laughs> mostly thanks to John Leguizamo being in it 
Benny Blanco <laughs> from the Bronx. I hate it, boy. But uh, no, I think that's a good point. Here, here's one that I thought of that is widely accepted within the horror community and celebrated. But at the end of the day, is it horror or is it sci-fi or is it both? They live. Mm. You know, I would almost say that one's more sci-fi, but, but because of the so widely accepted within the horror community. I, I think, I think, I think it's because Carpenter did it, but it is definitely more kind of like a. Carpenter did quite a few non-horror films, so like Big Trouble. I don't. I wouldn't. I I love it. I love them as horror films. I love John Carpenter, but um, I don't think I would sell them as horror films. I I think it, that's an interesting one based on name. Mm-hmm. So I for me, I always think of it as horror, but they don't really have the strongest elements to scare you. But at the same time. The Something idea like is kind of, of terrifying at the same time. Yeah, where that you're, you're under control, you're under this spell, right? And, and then these you're creatures. not. You're not in space. They're yeah. here. Yeah, they're in your neighborhood, and you can't really tell uh, who's doing it. Yeah. and so the elements are there, but I think that Carpenter's name helped keep it there. Mm-hmm. I think that if I love it, might have drifted it. off just as uh, kind of fringe genre uh, movie. That people love, but because Carpenter directed, I think it keeps it closer. That's a good one, though. Uh, one that not you know, people really don't discuss that much on questioning that. But it's, yeah, there's, it's ne- true. there's never really that discussion that you will get with some other things of that's not horror. Everybody loves They Live. Yeah, yeah. So They Live always gets a pass. Yeah, mm-hmm. Prince of, and Prince of Darkness, which is never talked about, is way more I mean, a horror movie, movie made right movie by used it. To scare the crap out of me when I was when I was, and I think and that's got sci-fi to it. Yeah, but it that's a horror movie. They live. I so, I can see so that. following suit on um, the same time period. Wes Craven's Serpent in the Rainbow, which I could I would definitely say is horror. 100%. But really, it could almost be drama. I mean, sure. There, there's really uh, the idea is terrifying. Uh, the fact that it's based on a true story is terrifying. It deals with uh, voodoo. Uh, Skeleton Key deals with voodoo. Um, Another excellent film. But they're kind of, I guess, more thrillers. But I don't know. I think for me, like uh, loving horror movies, I I just love movies in general. Period. But to me, um, there's a lot of movies that that cross the mark, and I guess I don't really care whether they're horror or not. But it's it is weird when uh, it's almost like well, it's not horror. You can't watch it. Um. And then same way with like some of these names like John Carpenter and Wes Craven, every movie they they do doesn't have to be horror and and what they're known for. Like they can they can branch out. I don't always like it. Like Vampires for me is one of Carpenter's weaker films. Um, the guy when he talks, he loves westerns. Wanted to make a western really bad. And I think Vampires was probably his answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, Vampires was kind of a. I don't know that I would. It's definitely got a lot of horror elements, but it it was kind of I don't know I don't know what I would call it if it wasn't a horror movie. But I've never seen it. Well, then we'll just stop this conversation. You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because if you haven't seen Castle Freak, then you got no business being on this podcast. I mean, he did cut he did cut off his dingling. Uh, here's another one. I think, you know, a lot of people call it a slow burn. I hate I hate people that use the yeah. term slow burn. I want to burn them with a curling iron. Rosemary's Baby. Horror. 
I think it's a horror movie. Horror. That, oh, yeah. That was on TV the other night. I, I hear this argument frequently, though. It's a good one to bring up. Really? Yeah. I was flipping through the channels. It might have even been last night. And uh, it happened to be on. The wife was sitting next to me, and I said, Ugh. I recognized what it was when I flipped. I said, Ugh. She said, What? And I said, No, I ain't watching that. She said, What is it? I said, Rosemary's Baby. She's like, I've never seen it. Why, why aren't you watching? I was like, I don't want to go to bed with that taste in my mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-uh. Now, no. This one comes up where people want to debate it. That's they view crazy. it more as psychological. Which well, I can see that. But here's the thing. Here's here's the the things to check off for Rosemary's Baby. We have glimpses of <laughs> of nightmarish check. visions of Satan impregnating you. White we have a, call that Thursday. Yeah, we have a woman <laughs> being. Basically driven insane and starved down, but being kept alive to give birth to this child, which is then to be taken by a cult of saintness. And also being made to think she's insane. It's right. all in your head. It's yeah. all in your head. Just like the Kardashians. So <laughs> with that list, Tristan Thompson. how could that not be a horror movie? Now, I understand some people struggle with it because it's uh, a little bit more patient. It's a slow burn. It's right? a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Um, and it, it's not as loud and obnoxious as maybe they would like their horror movie to be. But it's a um, it's a elegantly made film, and but, it's it's an excellent horror film. Like I just, yeah, I just don't understand knocking it. And this goes back to when it's extremely celebrated. It's time to start knocking it down. This even goes back to like it last year. I've heard people debating that. How in the hell can you debate that? Good question. Ryan Turek, just on the most recent episode of Shockwaves, pointed out. He goes, "There's a five-year-old child being drug 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 into the sewer with his arm ripped off by a clown." How is that debatable for a horror movie? It's it's action drama. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I feel like uh like if you discredit Rosemary's Baby and you discredit Slow Burn and then that means all these movies that that built horror, like all your universal classic horror movies, are gone because those wouldn't be defined as horror. Um, work in the store, like people would come in, like you know, younger kids. Uh, to them, Evil Dead, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, that stuff was a joke to them. Yeah. Um, Witchboard, like, and again, like, how if these movies aren't horror, what are they? And just because right. a movie, again, it it doesn't have to be defined as scary. As you were mentioning Rosemary's Baby, though, I think a good one that I know I would define it as, but Jacob's Ladder. That's another fringe one. That's a scary movie. I've never seen it. Man, not we're done. Not highly, <laughs> highly, or not highly. It's not commonly thought of as a horror film, but how is it's, it not? Though? It is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's it's not lumped in. People don't talk about that one as much. Um, but uh, okay, here's an interesting one, and. Uh, disclaimer before I say it, I'm not insinuating it's not a horror movie, but I'm curious just to talk about it. Uh, a beloved film by, I think, for the most part, us at the table, The Wicker Man. Oh, man. What would you... Never what, seen How it. would you get... Get so, out. Let me take first <laughs> crack at this. No, we already talked about you're Get Out, get, sorry. You're getting my blood pressure up now. Uh, <laughs> Which, remember, I love the movie. Yes, absolutely. Uh, are we talking about Nick Cage or 70s? Not the bees. <laughs> no, not the bees! Um... This ties in. I flock think, of bees in both. I think this ties in with Rosemary's Baby in the same way. Is that that's people, what made me think of it? People can't take a long payoff, right? They can't take. They can't play the long game, right? So it's it's instant gratification. Give me scares now. 
Uh, and Rosemary's Baby and The Wicker Man don't do that. And that's why people are all like, oh, well, my only scare is at the end. And it's not that scary. Like, what's not scary about you giving birth to Satan's baby and they're taking it from you? Yeah. What's not scary about you being sacrificed in a giant fucking tree effigy of a human and being burned alive? Yeah, get over yourself. Yeah. No, it is not you. The, the the detractor. Yeah, uh, I like your tone, but but with that, I could see where somebody could make an argument that leading up to it, it doesn't take the horror route on presentation. I think it's a horror movie through and through. But leading up there, we don't visit a lot of things besides just this. There's something bizarre going on here. Now the ending is one of the most terrifying, you know, little stretches of film. Oh God ever made oh, Jesus Christ. yeah i mean to realize that you are trapped on an island with a crowd of human beings who want nothing other th- than to make sure you are sacrificed and there's no one there that cares no one is going to help you that's horror and it's a horror movie that's always been included in horror books an island not a town not a neighborhood right an island there's yeah. no getting away there's yeah. but yeah that's what made me think of it because that's another one that i People will be like, eh, it's a little burn. Okay. One, what that, one that I watched as a kid, one of, maybe, maybe one of the first movies that, that scared me, scared me as I watched it. And uh, a lot of times I think is uh, not often thought as a horror movie and more sci-fi, but The Terminator. Yes, oh, the first man. one. The Term- first Terminator, Terminator 1. The, the first Terminator. The, the, the idea of the end of the world to me in mid-80s, and, and it was like uh, all the, the, the day scare, after. Yeah, yeah, all those movies. Which which Terminator was to me more horrific than like Day After and, and stuff, but and Terminator used to scare the crap out of me. Oh yeah, I think yeah. if Terminator hadn't had the sequels that it did, I think it would have drifted over. Yes, and, and, and blatant Predator. Predator walks the thin line. I mean, it's more sci-fi, but I remember Predator at one point used to. That's a know, good one. What do you guys think, Predator or? I would call it a horror sci-fi. I feel I like mean, alien aliens were more horrific than I, Predator. I, I but call it more. Of, I, to me, it's more of a monster movie. Than straight, but horror. still belongs yeah. in the, but I in the still horror think it, world. It's yeah. like Godzilla. It walks if that the line. If that thing was picking your ass off, so it walks the, to me. It walks that tightrope of sci-fi and horror. So, yeah. so we're in sci-fi. Event Horizon. Never horror. seen it. Or one of the best sci-fi horror. I saw that ever in made. theaters, and I remember we, my, me and my friend, I stayed the night at her house. We stayed up all night. We were terrified. Oh, that's a scary movie. It's still scary. I want I, after I watched it, I was like, cross my eyes out like Sam <laughs> Neils because I don't want to see nothing. Uh, you should pick that for the next Smash episode. Tough. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um, and and on the so on the, we haven't talked a lot about. Um, there's a lot of comedy in horror, yes. and obviously, like a film like Beetlejuice, I consider it comedy, but I I love it. It definitely has a little bit. But, the, but, Adam, the Adams family movies aren't horror, but they're in but our family. Elements they're in there, our family, and I think it's widely accepted. So, so what about ones that are a little bit more? Uh, so, so like, uh, like maybe Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is a little goofy, but um, I can't see somebody that just likes comedy liking Killer Clowns because yeah, it was right. violent. I think of that horror first. So, so what oh, about yeah, some other like corpses uh, and cotton candy? Yeah. So what about some other like maybe uh, on the like comedy side? To me. With that, it's always easy to distinguish if the presentation taps into trademarks of horror. You don't have to be scary, but if we're giving ourselves some kind of monsters 
or some kind of imminent danger, even if it includes giving us laughs why we do it, then I think of it as a horror comedy. Because I laugh a lot. Now, no, Evil Dead, I did not laugh. Evil Dead 2, it's kind of like a roller coaster because I would laugh at it and it'd scare the crap out of me. But then like Ash versus Evil Dead didn't really have, you know, the, the, the horror elements were kind of gone, but... Talking about me back there? Nah, yeah. when some uh, venomous Vinny's getting him uh, a drink yeah, off in the corner. Liquor. Ugh. I got uh, I got one to throw out. Interested? Uh, you said moonshine. It made me think of a film, but go ahead. So, I'm interested what you guys think of, and I think I know the answer, but the Green Room. Ooh. I haven't watched that yet. Uh, the Green Room. Man, it's right on that cusp. I mean, and that's what's interesting about I have, it. I have to call it... That's the thing. Like, thriller is such a cheap term to me. Like, because is there a thriller genre at the Academy? Is there a thriller genre? I mean, and there's not a horror one either. But right. what I'm saying is, like, we can call things thriller all day. But what thrills you? Yeah. Things that scare you. I, was so, say, like, I mean, really, what is a thriller? But it's like a more intense drama because yeah. it's scary. Elements of horror. Vinny, have you seen The Green Room? I have not. Okay, well, to quickly okay. mention that, the reason I mentioned it is because I don't think it's a horror movie. Right. But the suspense in that is greater than most of the horror movies I've watched in the last five years right. that were new. It had me incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, to the point where I was like almost like fidgety while I was watching it. It's that uh, intense. Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to mention it because that has the lasting effect afterwards that a horror movie does, but it was not a horror movie. They did not set out to give me a horror movie, but it pushes all the way up right to where, as far as you can before crossing over. Besides a masked killer or creatures, there's nothing that separates that from a cabin in the woods horror movie. Yeah. Besides those couple things. Yeah. Um, What are we fighting against? Exactly. Are we running at a monster? Or are we trying to figure out something normal? I think we could better redefine the term thriller as a horror movie that your mom would watch. That's true. I can get my mom to watch many thrillers. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think a thriller is a horror movie that you can convince non-horror so, fans. So one, I, I, I really wasn't familiar with this title, but the uh, Bravo did the, the 50, 50 scariest moments of film or whatever of all time. And uh, this is a list, I think, Clyde Barker's on the show and Stephen King, whatever. Um, but Audrey Hepburn's Alone in the Dark. Is it Alone Wait in the Dark? Wait until Dark. Wait until Dark. Um, which actually was pretty, it's it's to me kind of more of a heavier drama, I guess. But it's so intense in the ending alone. The final act, yeah. Because um, then I think of a movie, like, if you, if you said that wasn't horror, then if you take out um, the beginning and ending of When a Stranger Calls, the original, mm-hmm. and like, which was a terrifying movie, but the whole middle part is building drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that falls under a lot of like, like horror films. If you just, I don't know if you cut out like the, the brutal deaths and stuff, like you're going to end up with the drama. So here's a newer one. Okay. <laughs> Director Fetty Alvarez. Don't breathe. Oh, I would horror, but I could see where, I thought of that as extreme suspense when I watched it. Yeah. After having seen Evil Dead. Yeah. And, and what he did there, it felt like he wanted to drift away from straight horror. Sure. So what about but, a horror story just done in a different light? So 
Deliverance. Deliverance is a common one for this. Yeah, so I... Uh, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I bought Deliverance a couple weeks ago. Mm. Did you pay more? Ago. What'd you pay for it? $2. Okay, that's not the more you speak. It was on Blu-ray. That is not what I'm ever going to sit down and watch I again. watched it when I was 14. Ooh. Terrifying. Traumatizing. Yeah. But because of the accolades that it has as a film, as a contribution to cinema, I want to rewatch it. I certainly haven't found the right day to do it yet. No. Um, but you, ain't, you ain't gonna. <laughs> it's scary. I think right before Warm you go day when you got your tidy whities on. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's right up there with some of these ones we're talking about. Because because it's it, definitely pretty dramatic. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a horror, but it let's be it's a horror story. It's terrifying. That's thrown in between yeah. like a weird action. <laughs> Ned Brady trying to get away in his tight underwear. Woo. Drama. <laughs> I mean, you know when he's just. When he gets away at the end and he's just crying, yeah. you know, I mean, like it's so kind of like the, um, Alex Cross films, like, uh, the books are definitely more horrific, uh, but like kiss the girls alone came a spider. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they're kind of more on the drama side, I probably more thriller, but those are like textbook nineties thrillers. Yeah. Um, primal fear. But I think, honestly, like again, thrillers are just horror movies your mom would watch. I would give the nod to Kiss the Girls out of those. I think the rest of them kind of could be pushed into more traditional. But I think Kiss the Girls got pretty dark mm-hmm. um, with the serial killer. I still wouldn't think of it as a straight horror movie. No. But that one's teetering over uh, with with the storyline and where we end up and and the setup out in the woods that the guy has. How about a movie that we recently covered, Bug? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know what other category to put it in. But at the same time, if you go traditionally, it doesn't feel like your traditional horror movie. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, that felt like more of a psychological attack than it did trying to scare you. Well, and that's the thing at the end of the day. I mean, we talked about with Babadook and grief and depression, but I mean, if we're talking about psychological issues... Is there much scarier than being trapped in your own brain? You know, Certainly like, not. You know, the my only argument with that would be along the way. There's never once where you go, "Whoo!" Yeah. I mean, the whole way it's like, "What is going on with uh-huh. these sad oh, people?" When he pulls his tooth out, you was like, "Whoo!" Yeah. So we we got a little bit there. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, no. I, that I think I is just about the, the 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 journey there and the presentation. Yeah. Uh, here's a little topic: surrealism, and if you view movies that dabble more into that as horror, so you've got, I mean, how, do you guys watch David Lynch films like Mulholland Drive? I've never seen any of them. I want to watch okay. them, but I've never had Lost, Lost Highway. Highway. Both of those I've have horror those. elements not in them. I'm not a huge fan of them, but who directed Eraserhead? David Lynch. David Lynch. Okay. That was a horror film. More so than But these. at the same time, yeah. A, it's just, it's weird as shit. But... <laughs> It is just weird as shit, but it is, but at the same time, it's not because I think so many of us are conditioned depending on what era you grew up in. And I think there's a lot of people, not necessarily people who are huge fans of the genre, but uh, the layman who to them from our generation, horror movies is Freddie and Jason, that kind of shit slashers. That's it. Well, with something like Mulholland drive, you have, 
a complete mental breakdown of a, an aspiring actress. Uh, we have a terrifying witch that we see in an alley multiple times. We start to not know what is reality. There's a lot of things going on in that that linger with you days later that are driven by horror. But it's not marketed as a horror movie. right? And so I find it kind of interesting when you get into those because that one isn't marketed as that. And it's not so much. But at the same time, I watched that recently. And enjoyed it a lot more than the first time I watched it, where I just was like, what in the hell is I this? I felt a little lost when I watched it. So with with this go-around, I found it kind of lingering with me. And this kind of dreadful feelings with some of... Because with Lynch, it's more like vignettes, as opposed to a coherent, huge story. It's more about just evoking feelings with different little scenarios <laughs> that he plays out. And for some people, that's just horrendous and a nightmare. That's fine, if you don't enjoy that. But that's kind of the way you can approach some of those films, but this leads me to another one, Night of the Hunter. We've got some surrealism in there and some very terrifying ideas for children. Yeah. Would you think of that as a horror movie? I'm going to take the cheap out on this one, and I love Night of the Hunter, but, you know, I'm going to call that a film noir. Which, don't me wrong, a lot of that is just horror movies. Yeah, that they don't it's very childlike, movies. though. Yeah. And we have people we like and care about in it. Yeah. The children. So while you're on David Lynch, Blue Velvet. Yeah, I mean, to me, I wouldn't think of that as straight horror. But I think that what's interesting and worth mentioning him for are those chunks of very bizarre and nightmarish stuff. Uh, if us talking weird, by the way, sounds muffled, it's because the Grizz can't close his ass. He keeps <laughs> farting while we're talking. So please bear with us as we gag and hold our breath. They brought things. a lot of food. Uh, we cooked out today, regretting that. <laughs> but yeah, sur surrealism, I think, is a, a segment that I, I, I don't expect it to yield many answers where people go, yeah, those are horror. Yeah. But I think that that is an important part of kind of like fringe genre films as well as elements that are horror-driven, even though they're not horror movies, right. and are very important to mention because sometimes those moments are more effective right. than many horror films we watch. So, Clockwork Orange, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just yep. this sort of idea. You can't put that in a category. There's some yeah. parts that they're just well, terrifying. And I jotted this down. I don't think these are horror movies, but I think that there's a lingering effect of horror elements in us and it's just ugliness and humans and i just jotted down some like you know things like uh schindler's list american history x i had clockwork orange deliverance uh 12 years of slave passion of the christ these are movies that are heavy and show the worst <laughs> in humanity and sometimes the best i would throw mommy well. dearest in there too yeah so i don't think they're horror movies by any stretch of the imagination Requiem for a dream that's an interesting one. Yeah. I have that jotted down. I don't think of that as a horror movie, no. but it, but I thought of that terrifying. when we talked about this podcast yeah. um, or Black Swan even is is yeah. Uh, yeah. not a horror film, but it's it's definitely elements. I would say Pie, one same director. You know, Pie I, is another one. I would say uh, uh, another one is uh, Cube. Never seen that one. No? That's the Ice Cube biopic. No. That is not. <laughs> God damn, I'm glad you said that. Is that the skateboarding off. one? <laughs> That's gleaming. <laughs> the cube. No Vaseline. So uh, one that uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a horror film, 
but it's definitely here's what they think about you. It was definitely a horror film. Uh, just uh, it's more on the drama side. Would be Basic Instinct. Yeah, I had that if there down was alongside a, uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, if those Fatal Attraction's terrifying, Basic Instinct wasn't as scary because they. I think if you would have saw the killer more, like Fatal Attraction, like how how did that movie not not terrify you? Yeah. But poor bunny. Here's one newer one. I really went out on a limb. Um, I am Sam. <laughs> Omg. Oh, folks, we're working blue tonight. Uh, I'm gonna organize my sugar packets now. I recently uh, I watch this. I try to watch this every or every other winter. Um, and when I watched it this year, I got on Facebook and I said the scariest movie I've seen in the past decade. And it was Adam Green's Frozen. I still haven't seen Frozen. Oh my gosh. Nor I. I've seen the Disney one 3,700 times. I'll let that go. <laughs> hey Don't tell him to let it go. <laughs> um, I mean, Adam Green's Frozen, those of you who don't know, it's uh, people who get stuck on a ski lift, no fault of their own, no malicious intent. The ski lodge is closing for the week or the weekend, and so they're pretty much planning on being stuck there. And there are wolves circling below them. They're easily 40 to 50 feet in the air. Didn't this happen at Kings Island? Yeah, (laughs) every other weekend. Um, So that's my thing is, to me, that's terrifying. You know, especially someone who's, who's kind of a survivalist kind of guy, like, what do you do in this situation? So the answer is not much. And so that's terrifying. So immediately I get 80% of people coming back saying, oh, I completely agree. It's so unnerving. It's disheartening. It's this or that. And I get people going, Oh, well I just watched it because you recommended it. And it's crap, dude. That's not even scary dog. Yeah. I, I don't know what you say to people like that. Yeah. So I have... this goes back to the kind of like thing. It's like, like, what were you expecting for this to be successful? You had to have a, a heart attack. Like, so you walk, so you walked away from the movie. You made it. What? It they're crap. just they're just trapped on a ski lift yeah. and they slowly freeze the, to death. What's scary yeah, about the that? The idea of it is that there is nothing that was done to make it happen. It was a complete accident. It's random. It could happen to anybody. If you go skiing, is a possibility. And then it's the presentation in the experience. So we're watching. You know, spoiler, I know you guys haven't watched it yet, but we're watching, you know, bones jutting out of, of a leg from trying to jump down. We're watching wolves have their way with that. We're watching skin coming off metal trying to get out. And, light. I mean, it's the presentation is horror. That is a horror movie. I mean, if it was if if we spent twenty minutes up there and we glossed over all that, and then we spent an hour and ten minutes on how life is after that's Okay, you got me. That's not a horror movie. But we stay there through the whole thing, and we don't shy away from any of it. So that is a horror movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think of, a, a, you know, there are quite a bit of Stephen King that are, like, Stand By Me mm-hmm. and Shawshank that are drama. There's a couple that I feel people always want to argue is Misery. And even um, Gerald's Game, which is a newer one. Horror um, and horror. Yeah, but the. There's uh there's there's quite a few on the list that people want to argue are, yeah, are not horror, and especially like, misery. I mean, I'll give you Shawshank Redemption. It's it's a drama. Uh, Stand by me. It's it's a drama. But um, and they were never intended to be anything other. But to say misery ain't horror is nuts. Yeah, it's like 
I mean, being kidnapped by a psychotic fan yeah. and held hostage. And, and then once you start to get better, they break your legs again so you can't leave. Yeah, sounds like a character study. And I feel like uh, there's there's two remakes that people love to argue all the time, too. And the originals might have been more sci-fi, but The Thing... There's no argument. And The Fly. In my mind. I don't yeah. think you can argue either one. Yeah. Those are horror movies. Yeah. I mean, you can... Yeah, they're sci-fi, too. But those are dark films. The Fly, even, I I think is a horror movie through and through. But, like, The Thing's out of question. Yeah, like, that's, that's not even that's a absolutely terrifying. That's the thing is my the, the fly, favorite uh, horror movie of all. I think yeah. more of what's happening to him is terrifying than. Oh yeah. Um, and and then the original version, yeah, and it, but again, like even the original, when the time it came out, it terrified people. Yeah. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Isn't that from Scooby Doo? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so we're hitting that hour mark. Want to start winding this down? Any other big uh, last ones to throw out? Toddy, you mentioned earlier Jaws. I think it's just preposterous when people say that's not a horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. You have a shark eating kids and uh, a, a sheriff that's afraid of the water. And the score <laughs> is designed to scare you yes, for crying out absolutely. loud, let alone the movie. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give them Jurassic Park, which I do think has a lot of horrific elements, but... But Jaws, like, no. Nah. Not at all. One I want to mention is uh, 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 The Shape of Water. Yeah, that's... That is one that's been uh, highly contested between people. Uh, When I went to go see that movie, I didn't know what to expect, honestly, out of it. I knew I wanted to see it because I enjoy Guillermo del Toro's work. Um... So I wanted to check it out anyway. I don't believe that it was what I expected it to be when I went in, but at the same time, I don't know what I expected either. Right. Um, I think you don't even get to see any fish wiener. <laughs> I can agree. Uh-uh. Fish sticks. Uh, I can agree that it's not it's not horror horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it deals with so many of the elements of horror. Um. The thing that I can liken that movie the most to is Edward Scissorhands. Okay, yeah. The misunderstood monster. Yes. Scaring a... Romantic. Well, and, and the reason I, I wanted to mention this last year is because it, we just had the Academy Awards make some noise with it. Uh-huh. And, and, the, and what, it, what all it took home, and everybody's like, one for the horror community. And I'm like, is it? Yeah. I, I mean, I Del Toro. I can see where it's in our family, and, and we love I it. I don't think that it's right. a horror movie. But I think that it lends itself to that genre right. for monster kids. And I love the film. I want to clarify yes. that. But I think it's an interesting one to discuss because I don't really feel like at any point it's set out to be a horror movie. No. But Del Toro has such a legacy within. He has one of the, the I greatest. I feel like his love for horror movies. Yeah, he has one well, of the greatest collections on, but... of memorabilia in the world. He's made a string of horror movies in the past. And we have a gill man in this mm-hmm. but it took it not being a traditional horror movie to re you well know, the... you know just like i say likening to edward scissorhands was edward scissorhands a horror movie no but it still resonates with that crowd was Certainly. edward penis hands though that's the question <laughs> because you know and it helps that vincent price was in it and the guy's kind of a monster but it's Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You can tell that Tim Burton and and Del Toro. You can tell they horror. were monster kids. Right. You can tell they were fans, but I wouldn't call those movies horror. But yet, 
they're generally accepted yeah. by that community. So yeah, that's one I think that'll be talked about for years to come. So I wanted to at least mention it since it's uh, brand new on that front. For sure. Excellent movie. Nice. Good times. Hey, great conversation, guys. Really enjoyed this. The uh, talk just kept moving and didn't even realize it. So uh, I, I think these are fun where we just pick a topic and kind of riff on it a little bit and, and freestyle. And, um, you know, uh, we invite our fans. Please, uh, when we <clears throat> post this episode, after you hear it, uh, I know the professor will post that up and, and uh, we'll entertain and invite you to help us uh, define what is horror. What is horror? What is not? Uh, throw out some of your favorite movies that people uh, kind of give you the stink eye to, and we'll go from there. So thank you for listening. Please, if you haven't yet, get on iTunes and uh, give us a rating. And if you have time, a little review, just to help spread the love a little bit about the Midwest Monsters podcast. Uh, we are so thankful for all of you as listeners. And please interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, that Professor so diligently puts time in to run. So, that being said, closing out another fun episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. One of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by Professor Wagstaff. Hi, Toddy. Venomous Vinny. Stay scary. Worst horror ever. <laughs>